Well, what's up everybody? Hope you're all doing good. Just a podcast while I walk back. Um, I just had some Chinese actually for dinner. Um, but I'm back following like my... I was originally sent a, like a food plan from a nutritionist a couple of weeks back, maybe a couple of months back. Um, and it's very much like she talks about... Um, like high carb pre-session and the night before breakfast and then very low carb for the rest of the day and I think the idea is that high carb to fuel training um, low carb I guess more protein and fat um, both to recover and also I think apparently the um, I think there's fitness improvements to low carb <clears throat> I don't know the science um, I don't really know the crack at all but it's something I I guess I did follow it for quite a while when I was in America but um, it was slightly harder to follow when it came here um, but I actually just texted the nutritionist and told her you know about the supermarket and maybe what was available and stuff like this and um, she did some research and found me a better supermarket and that's that's really nice of her to do that um so I went to a better supermarket today and bought some things and um I think there'll be a few improvements there. Um sometimes when I'm going through patches of not feeling totally confident in um body image, fitness, you know, I'll make comments like, Oh, I'm fat at the minute and I'm not in shape and it actually has nothing to do with weight. It probably is more to do with diet. Um and I, that actually sounds really fucking stupid. What I mean by that is it's less about I've stood on a scales and they've told me I'm heavy. And it's more about just where do I feel I'm at in terms of how professional am I being about my diet. Um, if I make a comment that I'm fat or I'm unfit, it actually might be heavily linked to the fact that I've maybe just had a 400 gram bar of chocolate which is fucking huge um two bags of haribo and yeah like i it's probably more a statement that god i feel like a fatty rather than i am actually fat because that would be a ridiculous statement because i'm generally most of the year pretty ripped and not fat um that's <clears throat> all relative um I, I i'm struggling at the minute because I see marathons going on and I know people are in their final 10 days before like a London marathon and and I love, I absolutely fucking love this time where you just feel like you just, you're, you're every, every thought process that you're having each day is very driven towards this big goal and I love sitting on a bus to a start line just thinking what a legend you are for getting yourself to this spot, whatever I've had to go through. Um, the train in like maybe you know there's a lot of times in the past for nearly a month out from a big race I've pretty much just ate salad every night for dinner um, and that's a lot harder to do than it like I love food um, but you know it's just different things I've dabbled with in the past and tried in the past and um, like I said like when you're when you're documenting what you're doing every day um, and you haven't done it before like there there's always going to be like learning phases and and one was the higher mileage that I don't really think I'm going to dabble with again like it just feels like I've had more problems than not when I sort of ran 110 or 115 mile a week and I think I was just doing it for the sake of doing it rather than 
I mean, obviously I was doing it to try to improve, um, but I was doing it because I assumed it would make me better. And I was having a conversation with Rachel, my girlfriend, the other day, and I was like, if I think about it, I'm absolutely fucking bonkers for even attempting to change anything. Like, I rocked up to Houston off a 14-week build-up around 90 to 95 miles a week. I had three sinus infections. The weather was far from ideal. I ran the majority of the race by myself, by choice. I missed two racing bottles because my hands were so cold. There was, a, I think, a 15-mile-per-hour wind with bigger gusts. It was freezing cold, minus 2 Celsius. So I went the wrong fucking way, and I had hamstring problems. So without being a broken record, I should have came away and been very excited about the kind of fitness that I had that day to produce a result like 214 um, and start thinking about the fact that if a couple of things go a, a bit um, a bit more my way, um, slightly better weather, um, fix the hamstring issues, um, don't go the wrong way, hopefully don't miss drinks bottles. You know, if, if a couple of things go a bit closer to my way, maybe there is already, even with the fitness I built for Houston, maybe there's already a pretty special result already existing um and so just be cautious of that like i know i've encouraged training more um, and and for some people you have to train more um i look at some people's training and you know call themselves international athletes or call themselves like training for a world championships or an olympics and you know averaging eight to ten miles a day with no other really supplemented cardio training. I don't think that's international athlete caliber. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll then hear similar athletes like talking about, you know, the good American athletes or, or others and calling them out for taking drugs. And I'm thinking, well, hang on, you run 60 mile a week. Don't start fucking saying that guys and girls that are out running 100, 110, don't start jumping, pointing the finger about drugs. Maybe try to train a bit more yourself and see what's possible and then come back and, and consider drugs. And, and that really fucking pisses me off actually because I know a lot of these Americans and I know how hard they work and how their group is structured and they're constantly pushing each other. And a lot of, as, as you guys know, a lot of group psychology once one person starts to achieve a bit of success, it rubs off on the group and everybody starts to believe um, different things are possible. Um, and so, yeah, like it's, it is also important. I've encouraged you guys sometimes to train a bit more, um, but sometimes it's important just to find your niche, find, find what amount of training you can handle and, and maybe just stick with that. Um, and I think listening to Meb's book, was really special to me because it, it really changed my mind about the 120, 130 Japanese, maybe 150, whatever. Um, it just changed my mind and it, it changed it back to what you were doing at 95, 100 or 90 to 95 was my niche. I found an amount of training at, I could run at a pretty decent intensity, stay healthy, enjoy what I was doing and be really positive about things. And then what I learned from Meb's book is you just got to fucking keep showing up. When Meb won New York and Boston, he did it in a time between, I think, 2.09 and 2.10. 
Meb just got very good at running 209 to 210. Very, very, very good. I think he did it like 15 times. Um, but anyway, Boston was one and two, three a year later, a time that Meb could get nowhere near. But it didn't matter because he showed up five years in a row and ran probably between 209 and 211.30 every year for five years. And it just so happened that on one of those occasions, it was good enough to win it. <clears throat> so if anything, I certainly need to get better. Um, that'd be great. But I'm also wary that, and aware, not wary, I'm aware that there's no guarantee in that. Um, so if I'm training now and, you know, things week on week don't keep getting better, keep getting better, keep getting better, there's just no guarantee. It doesn't have to get better. Um, you hope it does. You hope if you're smart enough about your training and you look after the little things that it will get better. But there's also just no guarantee that it that it has to. Um, and I, I think I'm very good at, um, like I say, I usually pick five things that I'm going to do better in each training block and hope that that creates. Because I don't, I don't believe that simply more time makes you better. You know, like. When you're saving money, saving for longer certainly means you have more money in your bank account. Um, But I don't know that that's the case with running. I think running, you have to tweak things a little bit. Um, I think it's a bit more like, have you ever heard the idea that if you you cook the same spaghetti bolognese with the same ingredients, ingredients and you use the same process every time, you can't expect a result to be different? And I think that's a bit like running. Um, I think there's room for um, a race going better because you feel better that day. Um, there's room for the weather conditions being better, better pacing, etc., etc. There's always room for improvement and non-improvement, um, depending on the factors that go into a race. Weather, pace, um, how you feel on the day, confidence, blah, blah, blah. Um, but... I don't believe simply by doing another year of training at the same intensity will always produce a better result. I think a lot of people have probably realized that. Um, So that's why I like to change it up a bit. I like to keep the basics in place. Um, But I also try different things. I tried gym. Didn't love gym because I think it probably contributed to my hamstrings being bad. Um, Tried altitude. Loved altitude, kept it in place. Um, that said, I think my best marathon to date was London when it was hot and, and pretty gusty. And um, I think that was my best marathon, my best race in a long time, even though it wasn't my fastest. Um, I don't think I was at my fittest that day in London because I think at Houston I was really, really fit. The race just didn't happen to go my way. And if you listen to Meb's book, of his 26 marathons, I'm pretty sure five or six of them, he had bad days. Um, things that weren't necessarily in his control, maybe like an injury, maybe like food poison, maybe like heat hives he talks about. There's, there's lots of things. And so what I learned is you have to be in it for the long haul. Um, you know, I think a lot of us put too much pressure on the next marathon or the next race, but you have to just understand that don't, don't be so judgmental on one race. Um, 
give your body a chance that maybe in the next one it'll feel a bit better and it'll go a bit better and then don't be so hard or critical on yourself if it if it doesn't um because because shit happens um and i think that's what meb was really good at was identifying maybe what caused an issue but also just putting it behind them you know and i think we're all a bit guilty of not letting things go hanging on and you know having regrets about certain things but just fucking let it go move on get over it um and and you know i think i'm a bit guilty of um badgering myself a little bit and being a bit hard on myself and i don't i don't do it for the podcast i don't i don't everything that i tell you guys i'm i am literally that hard on myself um and it's a wee bit sad maybe sometimes you know like it's it's upsetting to me um, when people reach out to me and they say, you know, you're beating yourself up a bit too much, like, I guess it makes me a bit sad because I understand that I do, um, and I'm very rarely happy, um, not in general life, like, I, I, I think I'm happy, I don't know, um, I don't really know what happiness is, um, I, I, yeah, what is happiness, um, I'm, I'm very secure and very confident in what I'm doing, I'm very, I, I'm so fucking blessed that I get to chase something like this every day and that I have Athletics Ireland supporting me, Athletics Northern Ireland supporting me, Dublin Marathon backing me, Under Armour backing me, um, family support, friends support. Like, I am blessed to have a lot of people believing in what I'm doing. It's, it's something special. Um, and so I know I'm, I'm sure about what I'm doing. I'm sure that at some point a result, I can just feel it. I'm doing like a fart leg on the cross country course this morning and I know that not everything's right at the minute, like hip and groin and, but I can just, there's something special there. Like there was moments of the fart leg today where I just thought you are a fucking animal and I'm tearing around that cross country course and I feel smooth and I feel good and I just know there's something special brewing. Um, I just don't know when, um, I'll get to show that. Um, but like I learned from Meb's book, you just got to persist. Um, and at some point, I think a four-month block will just go real good and it'll lead to something really special. Um, but yeah, back to the depressing part about happiness and um, being a bit maybe too hard on myself. That's something I need to stop. Um, sometimes I have to give myself more credit for what I'm doing. And, and who I've become. Um, someone emailed me today and said, you know, you're the, you're the best runner in Ireland. Well, he didn't say that. He specifically said you're the fastest marathon runner in Ireland. And not ever, but recently. I think it's the last 10 years or something. And that's, I really would have idolized that person 10 years ago, you know? And it's funny that I don't like give myself enough credit where it's due. Um, I also think if you guys got to follow more on a daily basis well I guess you kind of do in a way but you would really see that I work I work really hard um both in the day-to-day but you know there's probably a lot of people could look back at their training diary and think oh you were a bit off that week or you know you took two or three weeks off there like the last two odd years for me it's just I've just been on it you know woke up every day and either find the motivation to get up and do what I do train or um some days I'm not motivated and I've just found a way to still get out and do what I had to do that day 
it's all pretty special um so yeah no little pat on the back maybe for myself there to get to this point and to be doing what i'm doing and i guess i thank you to people that have supported that and believe in me and what i'm doing um i can honestly say i'm not um I, i've just seen that i just don't um hey guys i i i don't think um like i said i don't think i'm the the most talented freakishly brilliant person that ever existed i just think i've found a niche to keep putting the work in consistently um put myself in the right places um flagstaff being one surrounded by the stephen hasses of this world that support what i'm doing or um the athletics and i the dublin marathon you know i've just i've reached out to the right people i've asked the right people for support um i've shown um performances and all the rest of it like it's it's funny that like sorry i'm just opening up the apartment like two years ago um i reached out to certain people and asked for certain levels of support and i was told no um it wasn't always like yeah we believe in you it was like well you need to show us more this was under armor this was um athletics ni um it was more of a if you do in your next marathon what you're telling us you're going to do we'll support you and then i had to go deliver and i and, I, and that's the modality i believe in um i don't believe in free hand me outs or um there's a lot of support goes about to people um that maybe aren't delivering so um <clears throat> yeah if you're going to say you're going to do something you have to go do it um and i'm a firm believer in that but then i don't really say that i'm going to do things that i don't think is possible um i don't think i'm like this like i'm not going to start fucking telling you guys i'm going to run 207 or 206 because i just know how tough that would be um and i don't know that i'm i'm that athlete i don't run my tempo's up in flagstaff in 450 like the ryan halls of this world and i know where i'm at and i know what i'm capable of but look bit of rambling there another good day today really good fartlek on the cross country course um i average way quicker than last week last week was still pretty solid on the tuesday but today was a bit longer probably about 43 minutes altogether and i i know my quickest lap of the cross country course was 610 my slowest lap was like 620 i don't really i think it's 1900 meters apparently according to like strava online segments fair play um i looked that up before coming out here it's supposed to be like 1900 and maybe 10 or 20 meters or something like that so i don't know what that works out as an average i think steve gallium was keeping up for the first few reps and i think our mile splits were like 518 and something like that so you're probably looking at me averaging around 520 per mile for eight miles around that cross-country course and irrelevant the average pace i i just felt stronger today so that's a great sign but look thanks for listening guys and um, plenty more training to come this week and um, still need my hip to get better and my groin to settle down totally but hope you're all having a good day bye bye bye